Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Akil Stokes. If you guys are brand new, I'm a Forex trader, trading coach, and one of the co-founders over at tier1trading.com. And this is a podcast that I bring to you guys three times a week, sharing my journey uh, and the journeys of others when it comes to trading, entrepreneurship, and just success in general. Um, do me a favor, I don't mention this enough, but if you have a chance, if you have a few minutes uh, of free time, do me a favor and leave me a review or rating for this podcast. iTunes preferably, but any uh any app works. Uh, that's the best thing you can do to support the show. That way we can keep growing it and keep encouraging and uh, inspiring more and more traders out there. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to share a few an accountability session. These are interviews that we do with our traders on the platform. I think they are wonderful because you get to hear from people that are in the same position as you, and it's really relatable. And sometimes that's what you need as a trader. In this interview, we talked to a trader who was really... Uh, I don't want to say lied to, but he, he was told the wrong things about what to expect from trading. Uh, he was with a, a former educational platform um, and just had the wrong mindset. And now he kind of reflects on that now that he's got a different mindset. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool episode. Um, some talk about backtesting and creating a portfolio as well, which is, which is awesome. So we'll jump right into it. I hope you guys enjoy and appreciate it once again for supporting uh, the Trading Coach Podcast. So, uh, Martin, how are you doing? Yeah, doing good. Great day here in, uh, in Estonia. How are you? Ah, that's where you are, is it? Very nice. Yeah, yeah. How's, how's life? Life uh, has been interesting, yeah. <laughs> uh, me and my girlfriend, we were traveling for four months, and when we came back, uh, the coronavirus hit. So we were out of money and uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, I've been working right. at, uh, at a construction and, um, and uh, learning uh, trading through the tier one. So it's been interesting time, like uh, a lot of discipline and uh, a lot of like, um, yeah. So kind of uh, been living a little, little bit differently than I'm used yeah, to. Yeah, you've been full on then, right? Yeah. You've been out. <laughs> okay, so... How, when did you join tier one? Uh, two months ago. Yeah. Okay. So the same as, same as Cameron. What, how, what, how did you get into trading in the first place? Uh, so it was like, uh, about two years ago, uh, my friend introduced me to a company called iMarkets Live. Right. It's another, uh, uh, trading education platform. So I started with them and, um, uh, tried to put in as many hours as I could uh, uh, in addition like um, besides my uh, uh, personal training uh, work and, and and other stuff but uh, first I thought it's just that uh, I need to learn more I need to understand the markets better I need to put more time into it and I thought that it's that's the problem but eventually I I started to get more educated and I found you actually, Jason, right. from uh, YouTube. And I realized that there are some huge cornerstones uh, missing from the iMarkets Live um, education. So I got more and more frustrated until uh, eventually I had, um, I had money and um, I was ready to join with tier one and it's, it's been the best decision. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And how has that 
kind of changed your perception towards trading? How's that been since you've joined Tier 1? Yeah, it has changed my perception a lot. Like, uh, my uh, like um, expectancy about um, return on investment, because I was led to believe that you can flip your account every single month. So um, it was a little <laughs> bit hard to accept that. <laughs> Actually, you can yeah. if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, like the backtesting, back the value of backtesting, of actually going through the historical data and uh, seeing what works and what not. Because I, I thought that uh, if I just can imitate the strategy good enough that uh, education, educators uh, teach me, then I can be successful. But now I see that it's, it's plain wrong. Like you... you you have to test everything by yourself and through each pair that you want to trade. So it has been like a total eye opener for me, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. So what are you working on right now? So right now I'm uh, testing the daily chore strategy. I, yep. uh, I got through the Euro dollar and it uh, seems to be really profitable. So now I got through the S&P 500 uh, which didn't f work for me. So yeah. I think the next up is maybe GBP Australian dollar. So now the plan is to go through all the pairs and... Yeah, and get the profitable ones out, right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. And how's, how are you finding the whole testing process? Like the actual process of testing? It's slow. <laughs> it's slow and lonely. And, uh, <laughs> and I've noticed that with uh, Euro dollar... It was really, uh, I enjoyed the backtesting because I saw that it's profitable and uh, the equity curve uh, keeps growing. But with the S&P 500, I, I noticed how it's like frustrating to see how it's, yeah. and the minus is growing. And then I had this battle that should I go all the way like from 2010 until 2020. But I, I ended up um, um, ending it with, 2016 because I saw that uh, four years out of seven were already not profitable so I thought right. it's no point for me no okay and yeah I mean it's it is you know it's it's frustrating when you find pairs to be non-profitable but the way the way you can look at it is by going through that process it's actually adding money to your pocket so it's actually a profitable process to do that it's everything you're doing by backtesting is a profitable process, uh, regardless of whether it's a losing pair or winning pair. So that's a, that's a great way to look at it. So, um, because what I, what I see people do is they go and test a couple of pairs and then they just assume the rest are profitable, go and trade it and they lose all the money they've made on the profitable pairs on the unprofitable pairs. So it's, uh, you know, it's just a process you have to go through. Um, what is, do you have a plan for how many pairs, like how long is it taking you to do one pair? How many pairs do you want to get done in the next three months? Yeah. You have it all done? So I'm thinking it would, it, it takes me about one week now to go through one pair. Uh, yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm testing uh, one hour every day after the work days and at least three hours on weekends. So approximately, right one week I would say for for one bear because I'm pretty slow slow back tester so mm -hmm. I'd say 
within two months I can get through like eight pairs. So that's something I'm thinking like maybe 10, uh, 10 pairs in the portfolio for that strategy or maybe more. I'm, I'm not sure how many should I go through. Right. Okay. And you're just, how are you going to make that decision? You asking I, me? I know. <laughs> maybe you can give me the answer. Yeah, no, I can't give you an answer. It's just as many as you want to test. You know, it's as many as you want to, you want to go and test. Mm -hmm. So, um, there, there is a tipping point where, you know, if you're trading one strategy, there's going to be, you're likely to be able to handle that strategy across, you know, multiple pairs, 20, 28 pairs say. But if you start then introducing more strategies, then it's going to become a little bit more hectic and then you introduce more and it will become more hectic. Right. right. So there is a tipping point at the same time you could pick 10 pairs um, or you could pick five pairs and then just pick tons and tons of strategies and just hit five pairs with them. So there is a balance and it's just going to come down to what you find in your testing on the first round, uh, whether there's any big gaps of non-activity that you might want to add another strategy to it to pick up in that, in that dormant or stagnant period. So for instance, if you're picking a trend strategy and you go and test a trend strategy on 10 pairs, well, you might crunch the numbers and find that every August, you know, the markets don't really do anything. And you might then go, well, I'm available to trade in August. So I want to, I want to add something that is suitable for a sideways moving market. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so the testing will give you that information as well. And it will pick out any big periods of non-trading. Uh, so you can make a decision based on that. Cool, yeah. man. So when do you, uh, let's just say you've, how many pairs have you tested? Just one at the moment. And you oh, you tested one and one non-profitable. Yeah. Uh, and it's taking you a week to do each one. So like in eight weeks, you should have a nine, 10 pair portfolio. Yeah, probably it gets faster also as I get yeah, it more. Will do. It will yeah. do. Mm. Yeah. Cool, mate. So uh, yeah, that's cool. So if you need anything, um, you know, if you get stuck, obviously the community is there to help you. But if you, yeah, just smash it out. Um, you've told us what you're going after now. So we know it takes you a week per pair, roughly. We know you've done two pairs. So next time we speak, however many weeks that is, you should be uh, much further ahead, right? Yeah. So when we speak after two months, I should be uh, through like eight, nine, yeah. ten pairs. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's hope you've got a ten pair tested system by, uh, by the next time we speak in eight weeks' time. That would be cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I look forward to it, Martin. Thanks, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks. Have a, have a great weekend.